Kumlan and Ablak Gemara. Today we are up to Daf Pei Amid Aleph. So the Gemara talks of the, we're going on the Mishnah where the Mishnah says that if you wound an Evet Kanani, a non Jewish slave who I was a converted and is working for a Yid, that um, you, know, you have to pay full, full compensation. But uh, they cause harm to somebody else. At the moment, they have no money, have no assets, and they can't pay. So, eventually, if he's liberated or set free, then he has to pay. And Rabbi Yehuda said, there's no shame when it comes to an Evid. I guess the very, just in logic for being a psukim, is the very fact that there's an Evid is already pretty shameful. So, my time with Rabbi Yehuda, what's the possible logic of Rabbi Yehuda? What's his basis? The Pesach says, The two people quarrel. Ish v'achiv, a man and a brother. And then we have this woman coming along and grabbing, you know, to defend her husband. She grabs a hold of the man's member, you know, embarrassing parts. So we see that it's only if a man and his brother struggles. And me, she And a slave does not have any brotherhood because a slave is like a, a slave has no family whatsoever. And therefore, and he has no um, brotherhood with a yid because they're not part of the Jewish community. As a result, because um, in, what do you call it? The laws of shame don't apply. No, the Rabbana, the Rabbana say it does apply. But they say, the fact is that a an ever Kanani has all the laws of a woman that he's chayv and all the mitzvahs that a woman is chayv. We learn out Exeris Shavah, law, law. And therefore, we know that they're chayv mitzvah, so it's, it's, they can be called achiv. The bottom line is, according to Rabbi Yehuda, an Evet Kanani cannot be called achiv. So you must ask a number of questions based on this notion of achiv. But because he cannot be called a brother, therefore there's no laws of shame. What about some other laws? If two witnesses come along and make up some concoction story about an Evet, turned out to be that they lied. For example, they said that he deserves, he murdered somebody, so he deserves to be killed, and these Edim were found liars. They were somewhere else at the time. We punish the Edim exactly what they wanted to do to the Evet. So we see that what? That we do apply the laws of Edim Zem. And yet, they see what is Edim Zem. It says you only do it to your brother. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, uh, by an Evet, there's no laws of Edim Zem because the Evet is not considered your brother. So it says Rav in the name of Sheshis. When it comes to Aiden Zaymi, the trader makes a general statement. It's a spikable act. You have to get rid of this kind of evil. Because it said amongst you, I don't care. Weed it out. I don't care what the story is. Then, since they tried to harm an innocent Evid, we punish the Aiden. So that's that's therefore expansive and it includes an Evid, even though they might not technically be considered. Okay, let me ask the Rabbonon, according to Rabbonon, who hold that an Evid is considered Achiv, Evid Yakushamachal, why can't Evid be a king? And there's the whole discussion regarding, you know, Hurdus and his family, and, you know, how can they be a king? Well, Yanai, how can they be a king? And we, according to, according to Rabbonon, they say an Evid is an Achiv, and says in the trailer that a king should be appointed Meker of Achicha, and any position of authority. Why can't um, an Evid be included? Back. Let me ask you a question. Forget what we said. What about a, a tishal ger? A ger, everybody, a ger is definitely said, can marry any yid. Okay, except a, a ger can marry a coin. But apart from that, they can marry any yid. They're part of the coal. So how come a ger can't be a melech? They leave it how come? And, and yeah, how come a ger can't be a melech? The reason is, is, now, um, um, oh, my cross, so the post saying, 
that means from the depths, from the inner recesses of your brothers, I guess from somebody who is like born, from the best amongst your brothers. What's the best? If the mother, according to Rashi, the mother has to be Yid, according to traces, the mother and the father have to be Yid. Elamiato, according to this, let Rabbonon, Rabbonon, ye ever koshalators, if Rabbonon consider an Evid an Ochi, why can't an Evid be koshalators of Sieb? It says in Possibly, when he ate Sheker, this ate who lied, her ate Sheker on the Anbachira. This lay ate, you know, testified falsely about uh, their brothers. They said all about their brothers. <clears throat> so we, um, so what if you can what? It says Achiv, and according to Rabbonon, um, an, an Evid is Achiv, so Evid should be Koshalatus. I ever should be Koshalatus. Says the Gemara, Amarula, ages, Lamotzlam, you can't say an Evid should be Koshalatus, and why not? Asya ages Kabuchem, we should learn out from the Isha. Um, and how do you know talking ever can be? Gemara is making a declaration that ever can be, why not? Because it says in the Pasik by Aiden Zaymi, the Umdushnea Nashin, the two men should stand up. So he's the Bidash and the what? First of all, Anoshi men. And not women. That's how you know women cannot be an aid. It's exerus akasif. But omdushna and nashir, the men should stand up. So we learn men, but women cannot be aides. And once we've established that women cannot be aides, and avodim we learn from women, so therefore avodim cannot be aides as well. And the most question is, why not? It should be kosher aides. And um, even though, what's the most question? We just said we learn from la la. So so um. There's two ways of understanding Lola. One way is an Ebed is chayiv and everything, and Lola comes to reduce. The other way of learning is an Ebed is really, since it's a forcible gaitis, it's not really a proper conversion, it should be potter, exempt from all mitzvahs. We learn Lola to make him chayiv. So you more understand that that's what it is. We learn from Lola to make him chayiv. And therefore, that one, that is only chayiv and mitzvahs that a woman is chayiv. And our question is now, why isn't he able to be we have another lima, a special thing that is called Achiv, that anybody's Achiv should be uh, suitable to be an uh, um, an, an, uh, an aid? Why can't an ever be an aid as well? So the Gemara, um, so the Gemara says, Kabuchim, and the Kabuchim is very simple. That is suitable to come into the general congregation. Marry anybody. Yep, so ladies, ever change the role of call, ever has a weakness. A word that he cannot, uh, he's not part of the call. Surely, ain't a dinish apostle, surely he's apostle ladies. Now, Rashi says an interesting thing here, just like an Isha cannot be an eight, because it says, Anoshim, Anoshim, Veloy Isha. So the same thing from that same place we learn that a child. I don't know that a child cannot be an eight, because it says, Anoshim, Anoshim, Veloy Cotton. And then it actually throws in another reason, interesting reason, which Rabbi Kiva Egeri has a long issue with. And, uh, and Rashi says that because ages have to be able to be found liars, and since by a, by a child, the Aiden cannot be found liars, because even if they are, the child would not have been punished. So the Aiden, we cannot punish the Aiden as they wanted to do. There's no Kasha Zamam. Therefore, we know that the Aiden, there's no checks and balances, there's no ages. So that's why cotton can never be ages, because a cotton is always. And if Kibbeh has this question, so why do you matter in other places when we discuss a cotton in Baobasa doesn't mention the second region of Rashi, only mentions the first region of Rashi. And then Tasis, uh, Rabbi Kibbeh says, you think when it comes to money matters, we, we rule that today we no longer ask questions. We don't really interrogate the witness on money matters. Otherwise, people stop lending money. It's too difficult. And the agents could be caught out. They're not they're smart enough. They may, they might say the wrong thing. So once we remove the interrogation, it's no longer Hazama. 
And once the, so there's no longer hazama when it comes to money matters, then a child should be able to be a valid witness. That's why we need the other reason that are Amdu Hanashim only adults and not minors. Anyway, says the Gemara Mali, what are you talking about? No, why a woman cannot be an agent, perhaps she can enter Mila, missing out on the midst of Mila, which is such an important midsah. Tame Evit, you Mila, says an Evit has the advantage that if you're the male, that he, um, that he has a midst of Mila because part of the conversion process. So even though it's possible, so maybe it could be an aid. Gemara says, Cotton <clears throat> Yechiach. Now, um, when we say over here that a woman has no mitzvah miller, it's, it's, it's not a fair statement to make. It's not that they have no mitzvah. They just don't have the the, 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 the body to make her, to have a bris miller. So some want to say she has no mitzvah to mal or circumcise anybody else. In fact, we have a machlekes of a woman. If she does mal or somebody is valid, then maybe this going to follow the opinion that it's not valid. So the whole idea of miller, forget about it herself. Even on other men, she has no mitzvah. Okay, so Gemara says, you want to say, an Evid is better off, so maybe it should be a valid aid, because it's Achiv Kotnichich. What about a minor? A minor, she yesterday been Miller, has the Miller, who possil Aedis, and yet it is possil is possil Aedis. <clears throat> and and the way the Gemara says, the way it actually explains, it sounds like that a child himself has the mitzvah, the mitzvah is on the father, because the child can't, but the child, because the child is the object of the mitzvah, it's as if the, uh, the child is a party to the mitzvah. So the, the child has a shaykhist to the mitzvah, and yet is not, is not qualified to be an aid. So an evid, even though they have the full mitzvah, they're not qualified to be an aid. So we're going to say, no, we're saying, mitzvah. a cotton has no mitzvahs apart from that. So many mitzvahs, like a woman. But then we say, well, look, a woman has all these same mitzvahs, and yet they don't have, they're not valid for aidus. She yeshtab in mitzvahs, upsul aidus, exqualified from aidus. The chazadim go back and forth. Each one has their own thing. What's in common? She can't aim them with mitzvahs. Say a woman and say a minor. They don't have all the mitzvahs. Upsul and and they're disqualified from giving testimony. That's a common denominator. Afani is evid, so I'll show too an evid. Even though it says achiv, she ain't b'chol mitzvah since it's not, not suitable to do all the mitzvahs. Upsul lahayid disqualified for something like this. Says the gemara, it's not, it's not it's still not good enough. Malatzada shavishavan. You know what I can say? What they both have in common: the woman and the minor. She can't and they're adults. She's an adult, and the pasuk is v'amlushne and nashim, so they are nashim. They're they're adults, and and his chayim of mitzvahs. Why can't an evad be and he's an achiv according to the rabbanu? So why can't he be an aid? Jewish, a taste table A gazlin is an adult. A gazlin can do all the mitzvahs, suitable for all the mitzvahs. In fact, it only does we'll see this one avoda of being a gazlin, and is suitable to be a member of the call. Yet it's disqualified for being aidus. So same thing over here. Mal, um, and since he doesn't do one or two mitzvahs, mitzvahs do with gzela, and he's disqualified being an aedus. The same thing with Evan, since he's not chayim, and all the mitzvahs disqualified for being aedus. Says you mal gazlin she came ma'isa garmelay. What do you mean? A gazlin's his own fault. He he does have the mitzvah. He just decided not to do the mitzvah. So therefore, and 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 he did it as an aedus. So he brought it upon himself that he's disqualified for being an aedus. It's not his fault. His situation. So, so therefore, it's not something personally that you can blame him for. So maybe he could be an aid. We take Gazan and we take a woman or a minor. And between the two of them, we say, look, the fact is, if you don't have that, if you don't do all the mitzvahs, you're not qualified to be an aid. So the same thing over here. Um, even though the Gazan does it because it's his own choice, he made a bad choice. And by, by a woman, because she doesn't have those mitzvahs, it doesn't matter. The fact is, if you're not doing all the mitzvahs, you are apostle the aidus. So from here, when it says in Pasuk, I'll touch Russia aid, you see from here that if somebody's over and available in the territory, not only Zayla, you would say that maybe there's, as we'll, we'll see in the Gemara Sanhedrin, 
whether they're qualified or disqualified for being an eight. Mar Brea de Ravino, Mar the son of Mar the son of Ravina, he has a whole different way of learning. Amakra, the interesting way of learning. The Pasik says, So generally speaking, we learn from here that relatives cannot testify on behalf or against relatives. So it says the Pasik, the parents should not die Albanim on the testimony of their children. <clears throat> and um that's what the Pasik reads. And then the passage continues, and children should not die in a testimony, if we read it normally, the children should not die in a testimony of their father, which obviously is redundant. Once you know that a child cannot testify, um, that, um, uh, what do you call a, ch- a child cannot testify against a father, then obviously that a father cannot testify against a child. So that's redundant. Plus, the wording, it says, that a father should not die in testimony of a child. It should have said of their children. The whole idea is to teach about relatives, and it should have said, on their children. They should not die based on the testimony of their children. Why does it say, so therefore, says, there's another whole area that we learn from, another whole area of we learn from here. That is an evid. An evid is unique. Somebody who converts, a ger, you know, he he loses his ties with his whole family because he's now like a new person. So he, technically, he's allowed to marry his sister, his mother, right? So he has no parents technically, but he has children. He gets he's now a full fledged and marry children of his. An evid who goes through a forcible conversion has no parents, but nor do they have children. Evid ain't like All the children that he bears belong to his master. They haven't, so he has no yichas whatsoever, no chayis, not up, not lamaila, no parents, not lamata, no children. Says Mar, the son of Lavina. You know why I'm dashing from the Pasuk? You want to know why an Ebed is qualified for being an aid? I'll tell you why. The Pasuk talks about testimony. The testimony of others should not take place from Bonim. What does that mean? yumsu alpi others she'en lehem chayis Bonim. That witnesses who are, who are, who can, who have others who cannot have children, and who is that? Which who, which witness can have children? It's an evid because the children do not do not follow them. It's not their yichus, and that and that's how we know an evid cannot be an eight. Because these are like I mean, if we take it literally, what that relatives cannot testify. Then the yimsu always are bunim, but eight is bunim. We're talking about what relatives can testify. Lift the rachman, the yimsu always are benehem on their children. My bunim. What do you mean, children? Stam shmamino comes to teach you. That, that those people who should be parents, but they have no children because they're an avid, they cannot be aged. That's what you do with the first part of the policy. Says the Gemara, if that's how you can be so pedantic, let's see the next part of the policy. It says, and, and what do you mean, what does that come to add? It would sound like it comes to add that even if, if you could have children, but if you can't have parents, those bunim that have no parents, now which children have no parents? A ger. A ger, a convert has no parents because ger shin is a guy, he's like a new person. The way you dashin, you don't say, I will say him, their parents, which would mean relatives, it means others. Bunim that those people who are children who don't have parents, should not be able to say testify, and the girl shouldn't be able to testify. And we know, of course, a girl can testify. Well, again, how can I impose According to you, then a girl should be disqualified from being, from being aidus. Amri says, how can I? So, what are you comparing the two? Again, he didn't like Chayis Lamayla. Again, Taka has no parents. Of Lamatli, yes, Chayis, but he has children. La Fuki Ever, the problem with an Ever is he has no, it's not vertical always. All his relationships are horizontal. They ain't like Chayis Lamayla, Lamatli has no parents because he went through a conversion. Nor does he have children because everything that he, all his children that he bears belong to his master. 
Because I'm, I'm not proving to you. These are the game puzzle ages. If you want to say the puzzle, trying to tell you that a game is also puzzle ages, then lichta ibrachmana, then let's try to say layumsu others al benehem. Let the puzzle then start of saying, no, it's, if we can establish that a gear cannot be made, then surely an evid. An evid is much worse than a gear. A gear has a problem that a gear has no uh, no parents, but he has children. An evid has no parents, nor does he have children. So we don't have to tell me about an evid. Once I know about a gear, that's enough. So if so, let's go back to the Pasuk. I want to tell you, say, look, the first part of the Pasuk then should just talk about relatives. So the Taylor should say, your children cannot be a relative. For him um, to testify for you or against you, the children cannot be his ages. And then he'll say, Just tell us that children who have no parents cannot be aided. That's a gay. And I'll know if a gay cannot be an age, surely an evid cannot be a gay. An evid is, is, is worse than a gay. Not only evid has no parents, has no children. The Shamba ben today, I learned from the two things. First of all, I would know that one, that children cannot die in a, in a relative. And I would also know that what that you can that children who have no parents, others cannot be them. And then you'll ask me, what about an evid? The evid not I say pure logic. Again, has no parents yet. He has a family and he has children, and we're disqualifying for being an aid. So, Evid, what about a slave? Has no parents, nor does he have children. Surely, cannot be a slave. So, it must be that a gay definitely qualifies to be an aid. If it says layumsu oves al bonim, the mashma layumsu al pi oves ain lechayis bonim, when it says that you cannot have parents who don't have no children, that's talking about an evit. The first part of the pasuk is talking about an evit. Shmamana evit ain lechayis only an evit who has no parents ain loylemayil has no parents because he went through conversion. But loylemata has no children because it belongs to the master who the apostle leedus is disqualified. But a gay who has children, kim nis lechayis lemata kosheledus. I said so. So the pasuk is only talking about an evan. We've established that in the first part, uh, part of the pasuk where it says that the parents who have no children. So why then the, in the end of the pasuk it says Bonim should just said we don't need anymore to know children who have no parents. That's is that's irrelevant because if an evan uh, is, uh, already know we know an evan doesn't have children or parents. What do you have to stress that for? So therefore the second half pasuk could have read normally that children should not die in the testimony. Allah is saying their parents. It seems that Ted is trying to add children that have no parents, but what for? If a gate is cultural ages, who are we trying to exclude with this one? Says you're right. We're not trying to exclude anybody. But I did the cost of the use of others are bonding because the first half of the posse with Toman generic parents who have no children. Cost of not me, bonding is a lot of it. If we're talking about children who have no parents, even just the wording, the syntax, we wanted to follow the same flow. But you're right, we're not learning anything from them because a gear definitely could be 100% a kosher witness. Um, and all the mitzvahs, part of the Jewish congregation. It's um, only uh, an evid because the evid has no parents, no children cannot be an evid. Okay, then you said Khedish Shaitivakatan. Oh Khedish Gotten because there are the bad news. If they harm somebody with a potter, if you harm them, you have to pay full full price. You must say this. He made Rav Shmuel Bar Abba, the mother of Rav Shmuel, the son of Abba, Mahagronya, have a Nasibala Rababa. So what happened was she was married to Rab Abba of Mahagronya, had a son called Rav Shmuel. Then her husband died, and she married another person who carried the same name, Rab Abba. 
And she wanted that her wealth should not end up with her husband, but should end up with her son. Now, a woman, when she goes to the marriage, she receives a ksuba from her husband, and she has two kinds of properties. She has nichsei tzayim barzal and nichsei meloi. Nichsei tzayim barzal are ironclad, which means it's something she incorporates in the ksuba. And she says, look, these properties are belong to me, the family heirlooms. I want them or family property, the states. I want them to go into the ksuba, which means that the husband has to give it back to her when when uh, when they give it, when he pays her out the ksuba, he has to give it back if he predeceases her. He has to pay her out, um, make a fixed price. And it doesn't matter whether it goes, it went up in value or down in value, that's the price. That's called Nixit Term Basel's Iron Clan. And that's incorporated in the Ksuba. Then you have other properties called Nixit Malek, plucked Nuchasim. These are assets that she brings into the marriage. It's not part of the Ksuba. The husband works on it and makes sure that it's productive. So he, he's entitled to all the dividends. And when they di- divorce, or if he predeceases her, she gets it back. And um, and uh, whatever the values at the time. If she predeceases him, it goes to the husband. She wanted that that estate should go to the son. So therefore, she decides, you know what? She'll gift the son. As long as she's married to Zerababa, you know, he has, a, he has the payers. He has the payers of dividends. But the goof, the body belongs to her. So she gave it to her son and said, look, I'm giving you the property itself, but the dividends still belong to my husband. And if uh, and if he predeceases us, and the, the property then should go to you. So the mother... Um, she wrote it all over, she handed it over to her son, after um, after she dies. It should go to the son. And uh, and now what happened after she died? So Shmuel Barabba went before Rabbi Barabba. A lot of Babas those days. Whether they were related or not, 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 not so clear. said, well, she gave it to him while she was alive. It was his property, even though the husband is entitled to the dividend. But now that she's gone, he takes over. Also, Rab Abba, so Rab Abba, the husband, Amr, he went and he said, over the music, I made Oisha. He went to another rabbi, Rabbi see what he rules. Also, Rabbi Isha went, Amr, I made Rabbi went to Rabbi Huda and asked him what he rules. Amr, Rabbi Huda said, Hachi Amr Shmuel, my teacher Shmuel said, remember Rabbi Huda learned by Rab, and then afterwards he went to Shmuel. My teacher Shmuel said, Aisha, a woman. What happened a woman on sells her estate, the Nixin Malaik, the plucked properties, which means that she did not incorporate in the Ksuba, she brought it in, the husband gets a dividend. So the husband has the paytas, she has the goof. She sold it while the husband was alive, she sold it. But right now, the person who bought it cannot get his hands on it because the husband is entitled to all the dividends. But Mesa Baal, eventually the husband dies. <clears throat> Sorry, Umesa. Sorry, I'm sorry. Umesa, comma. And she died. So who ends up with the property now? The purchaser who bought it while she was alive or the husband? The husband ends up with the property. So what do you see from here, says, uh, says uh, Shmuel, um, Rabbi Yehuda saying here, that the husband, even though that the wife uh, sold the property while, while she was alive, if she dies, the husband is the one who, who has first rights to the property. So even though she gave it to her son, since the husband is entitled to Yashner, Rabbi Abba takes a property, not Shmuel. They went back to Rabbi Abba and told him that Rabbi Yehuda passed a different view. Amalhu, he said, I don't know what he's talking about. I know I'm a Mishnah, and we learned, and, and therefore I'm right that the, the, the gift that the mother gave to the son does belong to the son, and I'll prove it to you from here. Now we learn, if somebody, a father, hands rights that his estate should go to his son, 
He says that after I die, I'm, I want this the property to go to you. So I'm giving it to you right now. The per, the body of the property, the goof, the essence of the property is yours. The dividends, you know, have life tendency. So I'm going to continue on the property, but the the body itself of the property belongs to you. Okay. The son cannot sell the property because he doesn't have the, the rights to the dividends, to the payers. Because the father has the rights. But the father can no longer sell the property because the property itself belongs to the son. Let's say the father did sell the property. The father can only sell his rights. What are his rights? As long as he's alive, he has a dividend. So therefore, he could sell that. It's sold only until he dies. So the dividend that he wouldn't be entitled to goes to the yeah, you know, goes to that buyer. But the moment the father dies, the son yashins, the property goes to the son because he already had the goof of the property as well. Now, what about Mokhar Ben? The son sold it. Now, right now, he doesn't have the dividends, but he sold it. The buyer has no rights to it until the father dies. When the father dies, the father only had the dividends. As soon as the father dies, the property gets transferred to this purchaser because the, the, property, the property itself belonged to the son, and now the dividends pass on to the son as well. Because the father gave it over to the son. But the father died. He gets the property. I, it doesn't qualify here when the son died. It sounds familiar. Even if the son died in the lifetime of the father. We don't say, oh, well, the father takes the property back. And therefore now the property completely belongs to the father. And the the buyer has no right to it. We say that the the, the, the body of the of the of the land was transferred to the Lekeach. And it remains there. And as soon as the father dies, the dividends go also to the Lekeach. The, the sale of the son was a valid sale. The loss of the day have been, even though the son never really got a hold of the property, because the son predeceased his father, he only had an, in, in, in a nominal term, he had a, in writing, you know, it was more symbolic than anything else. Nevertheless, no, we say something was transferred to the son, the property itself, even though the dividends were the father. So we separate the paytas and the goof. We say that the goof can be transferred even though the paytas belong to somebody else, because Kenyan paytas love to Kenyan goof. Even though the father has a dividend, he has no no uh, rights or ownership in the property itself. So the son, when he saw the property, it was a valid sale, because we hold Kenyan paytas dividends does not mean to have any chelik or any portion of the property itself. We follow Shimon Lakish, who says, We don't care if the son died before the father. They never became the sons, but it doesn't matter. And the father had the dividends because we segregate, we sever the time between the dividends and the property itself. So the son was the owner of the property, he sold that. So therefore, that sale remains. And when the father dies, the dividends go to that as well. We don't care the father died first. Then for sure it's not a problem. Then the son actually took ownership. The also the other ben that the son took ownership. Surely he said about sale. Kano lekech. What's this reish lakish? What are you talking about? Even we learned machar ben mechayov. The son that they sold the property that in the, in the lifetime of his father, the mace had been and the son died and the son died bechayov by the father's life. Rabbi Yechonah says, like Kano Lekech, Rabbi Yechonah says that the father had the dividends, Kenyan paid his kick Kenyan goof. So when, why, as long as the father's life tendency is not just he has the right to use it, there's ownership there. The father has ownership. Whoever has a dividend, the right to use it is the owner, because that's what ownership is. Therefore, the son only has a nominal right to the, he has, doesn't have really anything. So there's nothing that he's able to sell. The father's the one, and if the son died first, then it never left the father's estate, and the son had nothing to sell. That's a bechin. The Shlokish says no, that the ownership is a lot more than just use, the use of a dividend. And therefore, the father had the dividend, but no ownership. The son had the ownership, and his sale is a valid sale. And even though he pre, pre the father so what? Once he sold it, he sold it. 
that the son sold, that the lekech is not is, is not become the owner until the father dies. But after the father died, Easter lekech is talking about the loy meis haben The son did not predecease his father, so after the father died, the ownership now was transferred to the son, and therefore the sale retrospectively was a valid sale. But if the son predeceased the father, if the son predeceased the father, the oscillate ben, if the son predeceased the father, which means, according to Rabbi Eichanan, the father had the dividends, also has the ownership, because that's what ownership is, the right to use it. So if this if the son predeceased the father, the son never really had anything to sell. So therefore it remains of the father. The never came into his ownership. When the father died, the lekech has nothing. There was nothing that was transferred. Alma Kosovar. So we see clearly whoever has the, the use of it, the dividends, is the one who actually owns it. Because that's what ownership is. What's ownership? Ownership is use of it. Exclusive use. The chizov, a lot of days of us, when the child sold, what did he sell? However, the shlokish holds know that ownership is far more than just the use of it. Ownership is the thing itself. And therefore, the father can have the use of it, but the son had the ownership and he made a valid sale. Connor Lekech, Lekech buys it. Why? Kitani Mastis, when the Mishnah said, the son sold it, Ain Lekech, the sales not, does not really take place until the father dies. Kimai is of Mias, when the father dies, East Lekech does transfer Lekech. I don't care if the son did not die, the son did die, holds. Kenyan paid his lavka, Kenyan Agudami. The father only had the use of it. The son owned the ownership, and therefore he was able to sell it. So now, so now we Rabbi Yimir concludes. We hashed it today. Even Rabbi Yehuda, since there are three exceptions with the halach is like this lakish. One of them is this one right here. Kenyan. Kenyan paid us Kenyan goof. The halach is like this lakish that Kenyan paid us is not Kenyan Haguf. That dividends is man, you have ownership. So the son sold as a valid sale. So the same thing with the mother. The mother, the mother owned the nixemalay. The father only had the right of dividends. So if the mother, the mother decided to gift it to her son, to her son, which is a stepson to Rababa, gave it to her son. It's a valid transfer because she still had the ownership, and the father only had the use of dividends. Is um since we all rule like Rabbi Shimalakish, will be hold like that. Ukamar. <clears throat> And he goes further. If you're going to argue with me and you're going to say, no, Kenyan paid us, Kenyan goofed them, if you're going to argue with me and say that what? That dividends means you own the property itself. So then, if the father died, and if the son died, predeceased the father, that means the son never had any ownership. Why would it be a transfer? And since the mission makes absolutely no difference. When the son died, the sale is a valid sale. Even when the son never had a chance of the dividends, all he had was ownership. Seems clear to me that whoever had the dividends was never was never an owner. So when the son, even though the father was alive and using the property, had oh, and the father transferred the son the property itself, it belonged to the son, and the son sells a valid sale. So why otherwise why would it transfer to Lakh? Because of high love today, because of the son sold something belonged to him. And Lashman does not prove. Kenyan paid his love Kenyan It proves that Kenyan paid us is that dividends does give you ownership, and therefore the husband has only dividends, no ownership, and the mother's transfer, the son's a valid transfer. 
Tesh already explains in a nutshell, and he asks the same question in a few places, in Gitan as well, that since we paskin like Reish that Kenyan Paytas is lavki Kenyan Aguf, but we also paskin like Rabbi Eichelen, or we paskin Ein Breira, which means when when you, you you divide an estate, you don't know that what you ended up with really is yours, what someone else really is yours. So technically, every 50 years, every able you have to sort of, in writing, you know, re uh, redistribute, even though you just leave things the way are, like redistributing. Which means that they own nobody ever owned property because all you had was the, the use of it, right? As if we agreed, okay, you continue using the property. I don't know if it's yours or not, but you continue using it. And how can you ever give Bakurim? Because in order to say Bakurim, you have to say that the, the land that you gave me, but how do you know this is your property? So the only way that somebody can be chayiv bekurim is chad barchad ad Yeshua. If you're a single son from a single son from a single child, a single child, a single child, there's not a son of daughter, but a single child, a single child. That's the only way, which is you know ridiculous. So Tais here answers that the first time they were here, since Yeshua distributed the land, and everybody then gave bekurim because the mitzvah bekurim. So the the argument of Shlokish actually is: Do we say that that was only a one-off thing? And that's or or the Shlokish would say no. Once we came to distribution of land, even though in other areas may be different, but when it comes to this, and even though you hold aim breda, but when it comes to distribution of land, once we put into place that that land belongs to you, then that law remains forevermore. And when your children divide an estate, we we halachically, even though we say aim breda, we're going to say this is uh, what do you call a Yerusha inheritance is different. Whatever you ended up with, that is yours. And the continues. So that's the proof. That's why I passed and he said, I ruled that that Shmuel gets to keep the property. So they went back, back and forth. They went back to Abiyuda and said, look, Rabbi Yimim maintains that you're wrong. So he said a very cryptic statement. He said, this case is different. Your case is different. What's going on? My time. Why is it different? No explanation. So Rabbi Yisif came along and he said, I can understand as follows. He said, you know why he's different? Because we're talking about a father wrote to his son. His son is the heir. And because the son is the heir, the son over here, the sale is a valid sale, even though he predeceased his father. Because he's a Yerush, he already had. And he said, so what was the point? The son anyway would inherit his father. So why bother giving it to him while he's alive when the father's still going to continue using it? So what was the point? When he'll die, that's when he'll get it. He'll anyway get it because he's in the, he's in the air. But was he wanted to go one step above. You know what he wanted? He, in this case, specifically wanted that the, the land should be transferred to the son. Otherwise, why would he write it to the son? Anyway, he'd get it after he died because he's a Yerush. He's, he's the heir. But a normal case, since the, the whoever has the dividends also has the uh, has ownership, or part ownership, or full ownership, and they from the sale wouldn't have been a sale. So the mother, when she gave it to the son, nothing happened. In the case of the Mishnah, we're talking about there, the father wrote it over to the son because uh, what's the point? He's an heir anyway, unless he wants to actually, in this particular case, transfer the property itself. And that's why the sale is a valid sale. So basically, this, the Mishnah would have said the other way around, the case of the that some son writes and transfers the, the, the thing to his father. So then we would talk to say, that if we would have said that, then you would have a valid point. And yet the sale, of the, if the father would have sold, it would have been a good sale. You would tell me, see, the son only retained the dividends, no ownership for the sons of father sales of our sale. We can then rule from there, the king you paid a lot of good me, but the son retained for himself was merely the dividends, and therefore he's no longer the owner and the father sales of our sale. But now, the, what's the case in the mission? The father writes it over to the son. Anyway, the son is an heir. Since he's an heir, 
Why did he write it? Must be to add another layer. He said, look, you know, in this case, I'm making an exception. I want you to have the property itself. And that's why the son sails the balance table. That's a unique case. Of course, Abai is not going to let Rabbi Yisrael get away with it. Abai, what are you talking about? Just like a father who um, um, bequeaths to his son, a son can bequeath to his father. No, no, but what? He's talking about here, the son had children of his own. Why did he write it over to his father? Because he didn't want, he didn't like his children, whatever the reason is, he didn't want his children to, uh, to inherit his property. So therefore he handed it over to his father. So the same thing, the father, in the, the case of the father and son, what are you going to ask me? Why did he give it to the son? He's going to inherit No, he isn't. He had six brothers. They all would have inherited equally. The father, therefore, didn't want the other brothers to have the property. So he gave it to the son. Not because he was going to inherit away. He only would have inherited one-sixth. And now he's giving the whole thing. Like any other sale, no different. And yet we say that the son gave it over to the thing. It's a valid sale. So you want to prove from here the fact that the son sells a valid sale, even though he previous his father. I mean, the father, once he gave it up, he only has dividends. The dividends is not ownership. So then L'chayr Rabim is a good sack. The mother gave it to the son. The, the, the husband only has dividends, so the mother still owns the property, and she gave that to the son. So L'chayr Rabim is right. Um, he only wants his, his other children to get it. So he only doesn't want the brothers to have it. But I'll tell you what Rabbi Huda meant. You know what he means? He said, you cannot bring any proof from our Mishnah <clears throat> that the, whoever has the, the dividends does not really own it, and that's why the son says, no, here's different. A husband, he says, you're right. In the case of the Mishnah, the son owns it now and he can transfer it, but not in the case of the mother, because the mother is talking about a husband, and a husband is stronger than any other relationship. Bishop Takonis Usha made a special established a special institution in Usha. The Amar Abiyah Yisbachin Abu Usha is kind of a special institution. How Isha Shemacha Benichsim Malayik Bechayi Bala that the wife sells her properties while the husband is alive, the Mesa, and then she died. Generally speaking, we say that what that maybe that um, that it was not uh, that that the sale is a valid sale, but the husband is different. You know why? Give extra strength to the husband. One, make sure the relationship is valid and there shouldn't be any you know, suspicion that the husband will say, well, I'm working so hard for my wife and she can tomorrow walk away and sell it. So therefore, we make special powers to the husband that he is considered the first purchaser. Generally speaking, let's say in the case of father or son, the son cannot sell it because he owns a property. Over here, even though the wife owns a property and the husband only has dividends, we gave special kayach as the husband's dividends as if he owns it. And if she unsold it, he can take it back. Same thing, therefore, when she gave it to the son, he could take it away from the son. <clears throat> he could take it back for the son. <clears throat>